Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome back to the Nothing Show. I'm your host Clay and today is going to be episode number 43. In this episode, we're going to be going over the AFC West 2021 season outlook. So in this episode, you know, we've been doing this for the past few weeks and we're just going to look at the AFC West, which consists of the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs. And we're just going to go very in-depth about what I'm expecting this season, you know, who their best players will be, how they'll compare, how their team is going to compare, improve, you know, decline from last year, and just overall uh, looking at the division as a whole. So uh, we've done this for the NFC West, the and then the AFC and NFC East. So this is the fourth installment of this series, and overall in the Nothing Show, this is episode 43. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Thank you all so much for listening. All right, so the way we've been doing this is we've gone from fourth place in the 2020 season to first place. So we're going to start off with the Broncos. The Broncos were the worst team in the AFC West this past season. They were very, very bad. Their defense was good, and they actually started off the season not horribly, but towards the end, they just got embarrassed a few times. Um, one that sticks out to me in particular was against the Chiefs, or sorry, against the um, the Bills. And the one game they played was at home uh, in Denver, and, you know, it was supposed to be like a big statement game. The Buffalo was coming off two, two, two or three really strong wins and they got blown out bad and they pretty much gave up the Broncos. Um, you know, the defensive players. I remember there was a play where Devin Singletary, who was not the fastest player on the field by any means, broke through, you know, the first and second line of the defense and then basically just looked like he was working harder than the the uh, the secondary members of the Broncos. And he ended up scoring like an 80, 70 yard touchdown or something like that. So. They went 5-11. and 11. It was a bad season. Their offense was what held them back the most. Drew Locke was a bad quarterback for them. He held the team back. They have a lot of talent on defense, and they got even better this year. This year, they're going to have Vaughn Miller, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby, uh, Kyle Fuller, Bradley Chubb, and Alexander Johnson. So this is a really, really, really strong defense. I love this defense. They also drafted Patrick Sertan in the first round. They've got Bryce Callahan. Forgot about him, but... This is a loaded defense, definitely the best secondary in the league. They have no holes on on the secondary. You know, their defensive line might struggle a little. They they don't have the best edge rushers and, you know, deep nose tackle, but they've got a good out, outside linebackers, um, you know, in Bradley Chubb. But the thing is, this team gets very little help from the offense. This past season, they struggled a lot, and I'm expecting that to change. They added some good players. They added... Javante Williams, who they drafted in this early in the second round, they traded up to get him. And he's, you know, he was, in my opinion, the third best running back in the 2021 NFL draft. And so he's going to step in and produce instantly. I love it when teams that are young coming off of losing seasons, trying to get better, trying to slowly progress through the, through the years. I love it when they add young running backs because it's a way to like clearly improve your team. You don't have a great running game. You know, Melvin Gordon's good. He's not great. You know, you add in like a young, feisty running back and you instantly get more production and that that as a direct result, you will win more games. I love it when teams do that. They also added veteran experience at quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater, who is a huge upgrade over Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater is not a great quarterback, but he's borderline starter in this league. You know, he started for Carolina. He lost them some games. He wasn't great, but compared to what Drew Locke did for them last year, I think Bridgewater is capable of, you know, elevating this team and making them a lot better than they were last year. They have a ton of weapons. They've got Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, 
Noah Fant, and then they've got a strong offensive line with, you know, Garrett Bowles as the best player there who, you know, previously we thought might be a bust, but he's actually pretty solid. So had a good, good year last year. So this team I'm expecting to improve. The issue is the division. It's going to be a really tough division. I don't think they'll be they'll make it to 500. Uh, you know, I don't think they'll have a winning record. I would probably guess them to go about 6-11, and 7-10. and 10. So they'll improve from last season, but I don't think that they're going to be a good team. When they get their quarterback of the future, assuming that's very soon because, you know, a lot of these young players are going to be out for contracts in the next couple of years. If they get a good quarterback soon, this team is going to be good. So if you're a Broncos fan, the future is bright. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are one of my favorite teams going into this season, just because I think they're going to be really, really exciting to watch. They went 7-9 and nine with a head coach that wasn't exactly doing them right. He lost them quite a few games that were, you know, they were up big on the Chiefs, up big on the Buccaneers early in the season. And if those games go different ways, I think that the Chargers season as a whole would have been more successful. And I think they would have landed a playoff spot if they had that early momentum. Of course, we're talking about Coach Anthony Lynn, who I think is a good coach, maybe not a head coach. I don't think he's a head coach at all. And now he's in Detroit, I believe, and he's going to be a really, really strong, uh, you know, defensive coordinator for them. I think that this team has a ton of potential, a ton. They're kind of like the Broncos, but with an established quarterback. They've got Justin Herbert. We've seen that he's a true star. We saw it in his rookie season, winning offensive rookie of the year. This is the quarterback of the future and a good one too. He's a top 10 quarterback, might be even better. I kind of view him as like a Deshaun Watson type of player, maybe not as mobile, but he's got that like young fiery electric feel to him where you just don't really know where the ceiling is until maybe five years down uh, into his career. They've got Austin Eckler at the running back position, who's a really strong player there. And then amazing wide receivers. They've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then Jalen Guyton, who's not great, but you know, he's a good wide receiver three. Jared Cook at tight end, probably their not not the strength of the team, but you know, he's still a solid player. He did Saints fans wanted him out last year, so that should say a lot. He didn't he didn't do very well for the Saints last year, especially in in big big games. But they let Hunter Henry go in free agency, let him walk to the Patriots. Um you know, I'm not I'm not gonna call that a mistake just because cap space is a real thing, but that a good tight end can really help a young quarterback's development. On the offensive line, I love what they did. They their offensive line hurt them last year. In the draft, they drafted they drafted Rashawn Slater, who was, you know, rated by most as the most NFL-ready tackle in the draft. You know, Panay Sewell probably has a higher ceiling, but right now Rashawn Slater is the better player. And then they draft they they signed Corey Lindsley from the Packers, probably the best center in the game in free agency. So they they've revamped this offensive line, and now Justin Herbert is going to have a lot of time. Austin Eckler won't be getting injured hopefully because he's got this nice offensive line to run behind. So this offense is very good. It's good enough to get to the playoffs. Now on defense, the defense was where the team struggled a lot last year. They have good players. They've got Joey Bosa, uh, Chris Harris, Derwin James, and Kenneth Murray, who was a good player that they drafted last year. You know, it's a linebacker out of Oklahoma. They don't have enough depth. They lack, um, they lack production at certain positions like cornerback, like inside linebacker, like interior defensive line, but they do have players at every level. So the thing is, I don't think they have enough depth, but they still have stars that can, you know, make plays happen in good timing. 
they don't play the best overall football, but you know they can play good situational football, and that's why I like this team. They've also got KJ Hill as a strong player. He's kind of the punt returner, but he could also fill in at wide receiver. So this is a strong team. I like them. I think that they're better than the Broncos. I think they're going to improve from last year. I don't quite think they're a playoff team just because their coach, Coach Staley, is new. Brandon Staley, he was the defensive coordinator of the Rams last year. Now he got a head coaching job as the at the Chargers. I think he's going to be a good head coach, but he needs a year. So does Justin Herbert adjusting to a new coach. So does this whole team, who, which feels very, very young. Once again, I think they're going to be better than the Broncos, but just not quite as NFL playoff ready as the as the Chiefs, who are in the same division. So I have this team going 9-8. and eight. A lot of people have this team as a playoff team. I don't see that yet, but I, I would love to see that. It just I just don't think it's time quite yet. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Raiders struggled a lot when they were based in Oakland. Now they're, they've been moved. They had a pretty successful first season in Las Vegas. Awesome stadium, but no fans, unfortunately. And they ended up going 8-8. Eight and eight. That was a surprise to many. Many thought that they would do worse than that. I actually expected them to do better. I had high hopes for the Raiders. I thought that coming off that 7-9 and nine season where they almost made the playoffs... I thought with Josh Jacobs going to his second year, Derek Carr having, you know, having had John Gruden for a few years at that point, I thought that 2020 was their season. I thought that they'd give the Chiefs a run for their money, which they actually did. But the Raiders were just really bad against other bad teams. And it cost them a spot at the playoffs. And it really felt like the opportunity was squandered because they could have been a strong playoff team if they played good football throughout the whole year. But they just lost to really bad teams. They almost lost to the Jets but they ended up winning on a Hail Mary. So it, w- it was a tough season for them. Um, the team feels like they're not able to keep up with the rest of this division. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, John Brown, Derek Waller. Those are all skill position players on offense, and it still feels like they don't pack enough punch. It's really tough in this division I think that part of the issue is John Gruden, not because he's a bad coach, but just because he's trying to overcomplicate things and live up to his name. I think that if you get, you know, more of just a, they just need to like run the ball more, figure things out. And they're trying to do too much with the passing game and getting it to Henry Ruggs down deep, getting Darren Waller out in a bunch of different plays. I think they need to come back to the ground game. They signed Kenyon Drake in free agency, which I think was a good move. I think that's part of it because Josh Jacobs did have a bad season, maybe because he was the number one back and it was too much work for him. I think that when you add Kenyon Drake there, that's going to help. You've got a two-headed monster in the backfield. I think the, the ground game wants to be your number one look, even on a team like this where you've got strong receivers. You you make the defense creep up, play the box heavily, then you send Henry Ruggs down, you let him let it fly, and you know you score a long bomb touchdown. That's where I think that this team wants to be. And then you know they've also got Darren Waller as you know kind of a mid game threat. Um, you know not 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 quite the, the the speedster that Henry Ruggs is getting downfield, but he's also you know a good route runner and after the catch he's great. The, the offensive line they revamped it. I was at first I didn't love what they did, but. Um, I actually think that they did pretty good with it. You know, they've still got Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, and they drafted Alex Leatherwood in the first round. So this is a strong offense. And then last year, their biggest problem actually wasn't the offense, even though I think it did disappoint. Their biggest problem was the defense because they seem to trade away their, their star players like Khalil Mack. 
get a lot of picks, and then reach very heavily on those picks. For example, they drafted Cleveland Farrell about two years ago in the first round, and he was good, but he is not the number four overall pick that he was drafted as. Um, they have Max Crosby, who's a strong, strong defensive end for them too. They've got Corey Littleton, who was a overpaid free agent signing. Yannick Ngakwe, who they just signed this past season, or this past offseason. I think that's going to be a good signing. They've got Casey Hayward Jr., who's a strong quarterback. Cornerback. Um, maybe not as good as they're paying him for. They drafted Damon Arnett in the first round last year. They dra- drafted Jonathan Abram in the first round. They drafted Trayvon Mullen in the first round. And they have Trevon Merrig, who they drafted in the first round. So they've got a ton of first-round talent. But it feels like the, the, they're not playing up to where they need to be. A lot of that, it was the defensive coordinator. They fired their defensive coordinator. And I think that things are finally ready to change here. I'm not sure. Th- this team's really tough for me to gauge. I'm not sure if the both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball are going to come together. And they're going to be good. This is going to be a team that can compete with the Chiefs for this division. They compete with the Chargers. But I could also see this this team disappointing. The offensive coordinator doesn't do his job well. The defensive coordinator doesn't do his job well. John Gruden has to do too much because he's not getting enough help from the coaches. You know, this is this is a really, really tough, tough team to gauge. And because of that, it's hard for me to make a prediction. Essentially, because they've got so much young, so much young talent, they struggled with injuries and they haven't seen success recently. I have no reason to believe that they will. However, I think they're completely capable of it if the team comes together well, because this this is a very talented roster. So if I have to make a season prediction for 2021, man, this is really, really hard. I'm going to go. I'm also going to go nine and eight. I think the Chargers are going to be a better team, but the Raiders will sneak out some wins and ultimately they'll improve from last year slightly. They did it the year before. You know, they went seven and nine in 2019 Eight and eight in 2020. Now they're going to go nine and eight in 2021. And then, if this team looks really good, the young talent steps up, develops. The free agent signings that are getting paid a lot start to, you know, really make plays. Derek Carr elevates the offense. Henry Rugg steps up. I think that this team in 2022 will be very good. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think this is a nine and eight team that needs to develop their young talent if they want a bright future. And finally, everyone's favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are either loved or hated. They have a lot of likable players, also a lot of dislikable players, and they happen to all be very, very good. This is one of the best teams in football they have been for the past three years. In 2019, they went to the AFC Championship and lost because someone was two inches off sides. In 2020, they won the Super Bowl and in Oh, sorry. It was actually 2018 with the offsides. 2019, they went to the Super Bowl and then, or they won the Super Bowl. Then 2020, they went to the Super Bowl and lost it. So, you know, forgetting about the dates, the past three years, this team has had extreme success, extreme success. And they've proven that when the opportunity comes, they can capitalize on it. The only embarrassing thing that has happened to them over the three seasons, you know, besides the unlucky call, which they can't really control is the blowout loss to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. And when you have a group of players as good as the group of players that the Kansas City Chiefs have, 
as talented as the players that the Kansas City Chiefs have, you come back from that loss and you prove that you're the best team in the league. Will they do it? I don't know. They are in a conference with the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, the Tennessee Titans, and the Indianapolis Colts. And the Ravens. This is a very, very strong conference this coming season. I don't think that the Chiefs will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Compared to every other team, they probably are the most likely, but they still have a far lower than 50% chance. So I'd bet against the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. Me personally, I would pick the Bills over them, but I don't think that that's a very common sentiment. Let's go through the Chiefs roster really quick. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Jarek McKinnon, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Legarius Sneed, Juan Thornhill, and Tyron Matthew. This team is incredible. And don't forget about their head coach, Andy Reid, who's probably a top three head coach in the league. In addition to that, you know, not looking at players individually, looking at units as a whole, their weakest last year was the offensive line. It was probably the one reason why they lost against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass rush completely overwhelmed them. Since that game, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have added Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown Jr., two of the best at their positions in left guard and left tackle. This team is going to be back even stronger. So I can't sit here and act like this isn't a Super Bowl favorite. But at the same time, I'm going to keep my expectations real. And I'm going to say 14 and 3. 15 and 2 is possible, sure. Even 16 and 1, probably not. But if someone predicted it, I wouldn't call him crazy. 17 and 0 is borderline impossible. It's just <laughs> rarely did it happen with 16 games. And actually, where you win the Super Bowl, it never happened with 16 games. So... I would I would count Chiefs out of going 16-1 or 17-0. I could see anything probably lower than that. I'm going to set my expectations realistically. I'm going to say that this is probably the one seed in the in the AFC. Maybe the Bills get it, depending on how the schedules work out. Um, and just, you know, if they, if they play well against the good teams and if they're able to, you know, deal with the bad teams. But the Chiefs are incredible, and they're one of the most fun teams to watch. Football is good when the Chiefs are good. Patrick Mahomes is good for the game. I'm happy that the Chiefs are good. And this the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. That's where I'm going with this. There's no chance the Broncos win it. There is almost no chance that the Raiders win it. And unless the Chargers beat the Chiefs twice, Justin Herbert will have to have incredible games. I don't think the Chargers will win it. So the Chiefs are probably going to go around 14-3 and and win the AFC West. And they'll almost definitely get to at least the conference championship game. So with that, I want to thank you all so much for listening. That's the end of this episode, episode 43 of The Nothing Show. Wow, we've already gone 43 episodes. This was the AFC West 2021 season outlook. I want to thank you all so much for listening. This is Clay from The Nothing Show signing out, and I'll see you all next week. Bye.